Hello and welcome. My name is Pat Noun. I am a tax consultant lecturer with Mercia Group. The purpose of our podcast today is for us to flag some areas the Chancellor might target in his budget on the 3rd of March 2021. I certainly would not want to be in the Chancellor's shoes right now. Uh, because any changes in our tax system, which are inevitable, uh, nevertheless, the timing now is critical as in terms of the degree of those changes. If you like, it's a bit of an elephant in the room question. To what extent will he increase or reform taxation? Um, Or will he simply retain the status quo for the time being? If he does decide to start a process of reform or increase, what areas will he target? Let's have a look at some of those areas, starting with national insurance. Why national insurance? Well, let's take us back to the beginning of the lockdown in March 2020. And when on the 26th of March, he introduced the self-employment income support scheme. In his statement, he made this statement, if we all want to benefit equally from state support, we must all pay equally in the future. And he was specifically talking about the inconsistent contributions between people of different employment status. This has therefore been widely interpreted to by many to mean that he will increase national insurance contributions for the self-employed. This is rather strange because it does, of course, fly in the face of the manifesto pledge not to increase national insurance. But that was in a world pre-COVID. However, would such a measure in isolation really provide an equitable solution? In fact, is not a more radical reform of national insurance system long overdue. Just to give you some facts, a recent report by the Institute of Fiscal Studies stated for a job generating £40,000 tax in 2020-21 is £3,300 higher if the job is completed through an employment contract rather than by someone who is self-employed, and 4,300 higher than if they work through their own company. Of course, when the term tax is used here, it is talking about the combined effect of tax and national insurance. And those that work through their own company, of course, are often able to minimise their national insurance uh, through taking dividends rather than salary. However, a simple increase in the rate for the self-employed or increasing national insurance for higher earners have also been measures that have been mooted. This does not level the playing field, but it may be popular, uh, at least in the short term, in revenue. A second area which people often speculate about is tax relief and pension contributions. It's a very frequently asked question, in fact, pre any budget, any annual budget, as to whether higher or additional tax relief will be cut on pension contributions. Undisputedly, this is a huge cost to the Exchequer. Uh, But 
there are other ways other than reducing tax relief. A reduction in the annual allowance, for example, could also reduce this tax cost. The third area I want to turn to is capital taxes. There is a huge amount of speculation here. Where did it come from? Well, it came from, um, most recently, the fact that the Chancellor asked the Office of Tax Simplification in July 2020 to review capital gains tax, and their first report was issued in November. In that report, there were various uh, policy areas and recommendations made. But the ones which, of course, have grabbed the attention is whether or not uh, capital gains tax rates should be aligned with income tax rates, therefore, of course, meaning a significant increase in capital gains tax. However, for those of us who have looked um, in more detail at the report, what is clear to me is that there we cannot do changes to capital gains tax without also looking at inheritance tax. We've had a couple of reports for, from the OTS on inheritance tax as well in 2018 and 19, and yet no changes have evolved from those reports. Maybe the Chancellor is waiting until we have a better view of the distortions and the complexities and problems with both taxes before making substantial reform. We will have to wait and see. Uh, people have been concerned for some time about speculation about the retention of valuable inheritance tax reliefs, such as business property relief. Any reform here needs to be well considered. And whether this budget is the right time to start this process is debatable, given the other concerns about the economy, etc. What about business, corporation tax? There certainly has been a lot of rumours in the national press suggesting that the Chancellor consider increasing corporation tax, a reversal of a trend of the last 50 years, in fact. That's rather um, a strange concept, given that just prior to COVID, there were a couple of professional reports which suggested that a combination of increased R&D incentives, creation of free ports and lower average corporation tax rates could provide a significant boost to GDP. But in a post-COVID world, there is, of course, undoubtedly a need to recoup the enormous cost of COVID support schemes. And last, but certainly not least, what about VAT, particularly now that we have exited the EU? VAT accounts for one-fifth of tax revenue. So protecting that stream in the longer term is critical. But exiting the EU also gives us more flexibility and control. Perhaps the introduction of reduced VAT rates could be used, in the short term at least, to promote 
consumer spending in key areas. Thank you for listening. We will, of course, keep you fully abreast of the real announcements in budget on the 3rd of March and subsequently.